0: I say that. She moved from the 60s, like way back. Put me on game, I'll admit that. A ball good call, yeah, hold it. Mama didn't know, yeah, hold it. Hangin' late nights, gettin' cold, bitch. Baby, throw it back, yeah, hold it. Throw it throw back on a nigga. You know my mind's in a tight sight, fix Get it all off Mama never knew everything that went on Coming in the house with a house and the scale Meet me around the corner, I can serve you right there Stash a going, keep the water in the pail On the road with my baby, hit a leg then we bam. Live crazy, wanna be a thug, cause my daddy didn't raise me. I just need a love for the streets could save me. Glad I made it out, but my mind's still crazy. As a star, pause, kinda bang roll. Life too short, never know. You gon' go living down, bad. a feeling there, baby. Hold me down, cause anxiety coming back. I a star, pause, kinda bang roll. Life too short, never know. You gon' go living down, bad. a feeling that Baby, hold me down, got anxiety coming back, as a star.
1: My next guest is a local hip-hop artist from the Seattle area. He is fresh off the release of his latest album, Soul Tapes, which is available on all major platforms. Introducing Bobby Brooks.
0: Let's go. Making my move on the backstreet. Tuck us on slow, they fat me. That hit so good, might trap me. I'm running my shit like a trap me. I'm on my way, I'm on hell. Then these moves going back round. Off the back and get down. Another on the show them but stay all on my way why you all in my face Fights out of state, get a bag and I skate Left my old bay. now I got a new bed You know I am, I ain't gotta explain Never full up till I put her on game Way did that stroke it made her go insane Solo on, solo on, rockin' my tear But back for the faith, then I'm back in your call on my place, you know I'ma shine Man, she asking for all of my time Put her on schedule, then back to the grind Pussy is cold, but that money look fine Two falls on the people, this nigga must trap Moving so much, you could trap me on maps Swear I'm just hungry, my nigga, yeah, that This money don't sleep with a.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Bobby Brooks.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? (laughs) Beautiful day and shit.
1: Yes, it is. It is. Yesterday was actually raining. I was trying to go swimming yesterday, and it was like completely downpour. I just came back from Spokane was on a two-week okay, camping trip, and it was 100 degrees hey. there.
2: Hey, I bet. Yeah, the east side is hot. I got some people that are living over, like, in Pasco and, uh like, Yakima and stuff like that. And they were talking about, like, 102 and all that. Like, that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: And then come back here, and it's raining. It's a...
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Still
1: Washington, you know? It's weird.
2: Right. In, the, in, like, the middle of August, too. That's, like, what gets me. It's, like, I mean, I get the rain, you know, like, during, like, the fall and winter and all that other shit, but, bro, give us something, really. I know. Especially in man. 2020. Like, man, we need something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> For
1: sure, man. So, yeah, I saw on your Instagram that you went to some of the protests. Like, um, what were your opinions yeah. on all that?
2: Um, could you could you be more specific? Like Like, opinions so, on
1: the how seattle handled it like with chaz and chop like i interviewed Marshall law band and um mm-hmm. they had everyone has like a different perspective on everything that's going on some people were at the protests to just feel like they're a part of something some people actually were protesting because of black lives matter what was the reasons yeah. for you being there
2: um my reasons um so quick little backstory growing up um i grew up in a like like Everett kind of like east of Everett if you are familiar with that area and stuff like that um uh, mm-hmm. so it was like largely like when i was young it was a lot of like latino mexican and black kids and white kids but then i like you know got older and stuff like that there was less and less like diversity and you know gentrification all happened and everything like that right everybody moved out and you know moved further south and moved further north so i went through a lot of just racism discrimination uh, in schools, friends, sports, uh, you know, I've been, I've been called every single name in the book. I was probably called every single name in the book by the age of 10, you know, that type of shit. So, um, when all this happened, it was like, like, there was no second guessing. I'm just like, bro, like I have to be there. Like that is like, that could have easily been me. I've had run-ins with the police where I'm putting handcuffs in, but you know, thank God to, you know, my guardian angels and whoever else is looking out for me, nothing happened. You know, I'm still here. But that could have easily been me. That could have easily been my my brothers, you know, my sisters, friends, family, you know. So, yeah, it was like I had to be there. Call to the yeah, action.
1: Yeah, for sure, you know? dude. I um, I had this I had this interview like less than a month ago, mm-hmm. and um, the person had like made a song about everything that was going on. So I was like, oh, this is the perfect chance just to talk to them about their opinions. They're from Seattle, and then I was I wasn't even a deep question that I asked them. And they were just like stuttering because they didn't. Because what I've noticed is like even some artists feel like they have it's their job to make a song about what's going on, even if they're not really informed. And the question was worded so in a way that it made them so uncomfortable that they decided to cut the interview, and we had to end the interview because they were so misinformed about everything that was going on. I was like, I was like, okay, but here are the statistics. So what you're saying doesn't really add up and they're like wow. you know can we just can we just cut this
2: so exactly. that's why I felt like asking you, you know <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah no that's wild it's um i mean a lot of people are are getting their information from i mean i want to say our parents generation i don't know um how old you are i'm guessing you know we're we're close in age um i'm 24 mm-hmm. um and our parents generation they're all getting their information from like cnn uh fox news and, and all those news stations that are all controlled by you know one entity and everything and so they're all saying the same shit but in different ways you know mm-hmm. different responsive and messages and everything and then our generation is getting everything from like black twitter and instagram and all this other stuff which is great because it's like it's almost unfiltered it's raw you know we're actually seeing real videos and all that other stuff but at the same time not a lot of people are doing the background research the extra research that goes mm-hmm. into you know, for like really understanding the the depth of the situations and everything. So, yeah, no, I definitely feel you. That's that's frustrating.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of clickbait too, which I, which is yeah, weird. Yeah. So sometimes Instagram could be cool because like, you can get to see bites of information. But if you're just taking it for the bites versus seeing like the headline and then actually clicking on it, because headlines are really misleading lately
2: very much very much i think they always have been i mean mm-hmm. going back to like propaganda like in 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 the world wars and everything like that like it's it, it's it's all about attracting the the viewer that is not trying to pay attention you know grabbing them you know um so yeah it's it, it's always been clickbait you know i think it's always going to be clickbait you mm-hmm. know but shoot i could be wrong too never know it's a
1: it's a weird time to make music yeah. and it's yeah. weird cuz some people are they want to like I said, like some people are making music about what's going on. Some people mm-hmm. are just trying to make music to make people feel happy. And you just have to find mm-hmm. your happy medium during this whole thing.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like me, me and a couple of friends, we kind of started like a little, like a, almost like a support group and, and it didn't last too long, but I think it served its purpose. Um, and we just hit up like, you know, some other people in our community and, and in our circles and stuff like that and and organized um just like a meetup and, and just talking about what's going on and making sense of everything and what can we do like what change can we actually enact and there's a certain laws that we can look at that, that that we can then you know attack and help you know change or alter or something like that you know um but yeah you know like, like there's always something that we can do within this or, or or find our kind of groove within the chaos and everything like that mm-hmm. you know, if that makes sense
1: as an artist in Seattle, do you feel like artists are coming together during this time or are they kind of separating themselves?
2: I mean I can't I can't say yes, but I can't say no because it, it's such a weird time because one there's no shows happening. Two, mm-hmm. there's no parties happening. And so it's like, like like we're all divided because of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. so everyone is divided and then this happens. I think if COVID wasn't here, but we had all the, the the protesting and stuff going on. I think there'd be like a lot more connection within the artists because it's like, damn, we really are one, like we really got to look out for each other, and you know we're in this together type shit, you know, like
0: mm-hmm. like
2: Kumbaya type shit, you know, but yeah. um, due to COVID, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Maybe there is, but I haven't seen it myself. so I can't. Yeah no yes.
1: I get that. I've um I've seen like some weird shows, like there's like some outside shows that I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. and yeah. Like- yeah. I saw, like, some, like, Black Lives Matter shows, which I thought was, it was interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
1: um, I don't know. It's weird that, because that's how a lot of, that's how a lot of people meet other people, like, through concerts and stuff. So, not being able to do for that sure. can be pretty difficult for some people.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But, like,
1: everyone's had to adapt. Like, what are, for me, what I've been adapting by is by, you know, like, doing everything over Zoom. Like, mm-hmm. usually I'd be going to my studio or the radio station and, Like Mm -hmm. it took me only took me like two weeks into quarantine to realize that just sitting around wasn't going to do anything. So I had to, even if it's just over Zoom, I had to do something. So what about you? What have you been doing to adapt?
2: Um, Well, luckily I I found a job Um, right like the week before everything went to lockdown. I found a job. Um, And so I've just been doing that. And then also like having the studios locked down and everything. Uh, That was crazy within itself because I had my album in the studio. We didn't send it out to get mastered or anything like that yet. And so sitting in the studio, studio's locked down, couldn't get it, couldn't access it for like three weeks. My mom was stressing, but going back to what I was doing, um, just been writing music, you know, just writing music and and getting everything, um, you know, ready for when things do open up, you know? Mm -hmm. So like my entire team, we're just planning right now and organizing.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was um, I don't know why I brought this up, but I've been like doing like a lot of research on like Kanye West and stuff, especially because yeah. there's there's no way he's gonna win the election. But I just think it's fun to like yeah, sure go go through different like rabbit holes through artists. And like one thing that I found was that him, Pharrell and Lupe had like a they had like a hip hop group they formed, and they never released oh. a full album, but they released like three singles, and it was called Child Reb- Rebel Soldier. So the Child Thank was you, Lupe but- Fiasco. The rebel was Kanye, and the soldier right. was Pharrell. It was actually pretty sick, but wow. um what I also noticed because my family like they hate Kanye they think he's just a total idiot right
3: they're, like, right
1: they're always like, you know he doesn't even write his own music have you looked at the credits and like if you look on any of the credits for any song like it's like ten right. people I'm like, what the hell yeah. so it's it's weird to think like I think what probably happens happens is like artists when they first start out mm-hmm. is they probably write all their own music. But then once they get into the industry, then I feel like that's when writers like start helping them out. But I don't know. It was just mm-hmm. weird to think that like someone so big has that many people helping them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is really weird. Um, I mean, even on Michael Jackson stuff, cause I, cause I took a look at, at uh, my mom had a whole bag of just records from like the seventies and eighties and all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was going through it. And um, I flipped over Michael Jackson's, I think it was, uh, what was it, Bad, I want to say. And on one of his songs, like, he just had a whole bunch of writers. Same with Tupac, you know, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of writers, you know, on it. But, you know, who knows what they were actually contributing, you know? It could have been, like, like he was rapping in the studio or something like that, like Tupac was rapping in the studio, and then, like, the writer's sitting on the couch, and he's like, hey, actually, say, say this like this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it'll flow a little bit better. And then he was like, okay, yep, I'll take that. And then, boom, like... It's so easy to get onto credits, just being in a studio session. Like that's mm-hmm. all you had to do. Just be there, sitting, sitting in that studio session, and and your name will somehow end up on the, on the credits because you were there. Mm. You know, it's it, it's really, it's really weird how that works.
1: Yeah, I guess it's better than pulling like a Drake where you like you don't put the credits on and then like you win a Grammy all and then there's right. fucking like lawsuits against you. So. Exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, give credit where credit is due. yeah
1: for sure so when did you when did you start writing music
2: man I've been writing music for years I I first started back in third grade um I, I remember like 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 I remember the first time I was on my way to school um it was I was listening to Eminem's um uh what was that what was that album it was like him on a stage. It was like the. Uh, is that the one? You know what I'm uh, talking about?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's the fucking name? I know that album too. I don't even remember yeah. the title of
2: that one. <laughs> Shit. Like, I like the Red Curtains. Back. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Was it was it the show or something like that? I forget. I don't know. What the fuck. I don't know, but yeah, I was listening to one of the uh, one of the songs on there, and um, like I just like, like I got out my composition book from from school and I started writing. And, and trying to write, but I remember being frustrated because I didn't know how to do it, so I just stopped doing it. But I had, you know, like, like some stuff written out. I wish I could go back and find that journal just to see what the hell a third grader you know was rapping about at the time. But uh, yeah, so started then and then uh, stopped uh, for a while actually until about like senior year, which was like 2013. Um, and, and then just picked it up, um, took a trip to California by myself. I was bored out there. Um, I was hearing uh Ty dollar sign's that song Par- Paranoid.
3: Uh like,
1: I'm yeah,
2: paranoid, yeah. I'm tripping, yeah. And everybody was playing that shit out there. And I was like, What the fuck? If he can do it, I can do it. And so <laughs> I just yeah, picked up my fucking phone, found a beat, and I started writing, and the rest is history. I've been writing ever since.
1: Damn because you know, of Ty Dollar sign. Wow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Crazy.
1: Dude, I have like a theory that like He's basically like Nate Dog, if you think about it. Fast. He's had he's had the exact same features as Nate Dog. He's even worked with Warren G and Snoop Dogg. Like really? Snoop Dogg helped him rise to fame. YG, all those guys from like California.
3: Right.
1: And like he's like one of like the best hooks right now, like lately. Well yeah. not lately, the past like probably like five, five, ten years.
2: Yeah. Honestly. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. And see, like, I didn't know about, like, the features and stuff like that, but to go back and look at that, like, I mm-hmm. believe in reincarnation. I believe in, you know, people picking up other people people's energy that have deceased and everything. Um, that'd be crazy. That'd be a crazy, like, rabbit hole to dive, dive into, know, you know? Yeah. That's he's a wild. sick
1: guy, too. Dude, I love his music. Yeah. He's he's awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's always been it's always been unique. He's always carried his sound. Like, a lot of artists change over, you know, over time, but he's stayed the same in the sense of always being him mm-hmm. you know and like making his own sound and perfecting that and you know moving forward yeah for Other. sure so are you still currently in everett right
1: now or where do you live now
2: yeah 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 still currently out here oh
1: yep. cool dude i recently i recently moved up to snohomish so that's not that far. oh
2: for real gotcha <laughs> gotcha you, got, you, got you where uh where out of
1: Snohomish? so it's it's in between it's far enough up in the woods that it's snohomish but like the closest uh-huh. city to me is Monroe
2: okay that got you sense. got you yeah do you know where uh, Machias is
1: <gasps> yeah I know that road
2: yeah, yeah 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 so um I grew up out in uh like I, I grew up out in Snohomish but I say Everett just because people are like where the fuck mm. is Snohomish and I'm just like yeah you know let's just say Everett you know yeah. um but like you know where uh like the Rite Aid is and like the skate park and stuff like that
1: in Monroe or uh Snohomish No, I don't know Snohomish that well yet. I still need to learn more about it.
2: Got you, got you, got you. But yeah, I live. Um, I used to live over uh, by the high school. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Small world, man. (laughs) Yeah, small world. So when it comes to like,
1: because when I first started the podcast, what I noticed was that like, you know, like the divide we were talking about between different artists, Mm and yeah, probably COVID probably hasn't helped that much with the divide. But what I when I interviewed like a few people from Everett what they say is they a lot of them don't ever really come down to Seattle at all to work with like Mm. Seattle artists. Do you do that? Are you able to work with Seattle artists or do you kind of stick up to Everett also?
2: When I first started my, all of my shows were in Seattle. So like I've always been working with artists from Seattle and doing shows or interviews or meetings and stuff like that. Always in Seattle. Mm. Um, I never, I never, I never really thought about that, that a lot of artists out here usually stick up in whether it's Marysville at Lake Stevens or Everett or something like that. Um, but yeah, I've always migrated out there just because that's, it's just more, you're going to get more out of it. You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. get much staying out here, you know.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's kinda hard to be a rapper if you're living in the woods or some shit like that.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you ain't gonna be nobody, you know? But like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's just cause it see cause like Seattle, that's where you wanna be anyways. That's like where all mm-hmm. the that's where all the venues are. Like of course there's probably like smaller ones and like all the way up mm-hmm. in Everett Even or Tacoma. But yeah. Seattle has all the major venues. That's where all the major artists mm-hmm. come from. Like if you wanna ever like get onto, like a show with a major artist you're not going to see a major artist up in fucking Everett.
2: Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's it, this whole quarantine thing is just—it's weird. I, I've, I've been trying to do my best to like help connect artists, but I what I've also noticed is that a lot of like bigger artists, like and mainstream artists are in the same boat as us. So it's easy mm-hmm. as fuck just to reach out to those guys.
2: Exactly. They have no reason to
1: say no either. You know,
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's like why me and my team right now, we're just trying to build up as much content as possible. And, and eventually, cause I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to go back into like another lockdown, another quarantine, you know, like come like winter time or something like that. Um And so by that time, we're going to have so much built up that like, we're going to start reaching out to like, you know, just different, you know, artists and, different platforms and stuff like that and by that time it's everyone's sitting i mean just like you said everyone's sitting everyone you know everyone is doing nothing pretty much you know no one's doing shows no one's on the road no one's flying somewhere you know so it's going to be easy to you know get shit get shit going hopefully
3: yeah
1: like if you're not releasing content right now then you need to be releasing any type of content so with your new project did you release when did you release that uh july 10th july yeah see that's during this whole fucking quarantine shit
2: exactly exactly
1: <laughs> yeah so what was the process behind that i listened to it i loved it i liked the um what was that one song you, you put the. you put the like you put a snippet of it up on instagram where you guys are all dancing i completely forget the uh, name of that song now
2: uh was it's it was it before. like on my story
1: no it was on your let me find it god it's like this i was playing the song a lot actually one second oh Bobby Brooks. So Bobby Brooks is that your stage name or is that your real name? And you just use it as your stage stage uh, name? Also?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's my real name. Yeah.
1: Oh wow, Bobby Brooks. Kind of sounds like a porn star almost.
2: <laughs> stop. <laughs> hey, you never know.
1: He's <laughs> the stop post song. I like that song a lot. Yeah. Stop.
2: Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you think, hey. yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one. That one. Um, honestly, because. When I first wrote it, I had I had a different beat to it. It was more so like a a rock type of uh, like juice world type of like vibe to it and everything. And it was really <laughs> slow. Um, I didn't like it. Me and a friend were sitting down listening to him. We're like, yeah, man, this, this, this it's there, but it's not all the way there yet. And so, you know, um, I got back in the studio. Uh, one of my homies had a beat and I started rapping over it u- using those, those lyrics. And I was like, yeah, this is it. Mm -hmm. this is it so we yeah threw that down and uh yeah the rest is history
1: yeah i I noticed throughout your catalog that you do you kind of do go through like a little juice world phase and sometimes it's more like trap sometimes it's more fun so Mm -hmm. is juice world like one of your inspirations then or
2: um in a way yes um but at the same time i like the rock the rock sound really comes from growing up listening to i mean we had all these alternative bands growing up you know and and um also my parents because because they're super avid you know music listeners and stuff like that so their time was like the 80s and glam rock and all that stuff so i grew up listening to all of that as well and so all of that plus the early 2000s of like I, i mean i hate to say it but green day yellow card um trying to think rascal flats um fucking lincoln park like just all these different bands and everything like that right just all mixed together yeah yeah all mixed together so that's kind of like that sound of where that where that sound comes from Mm -hmm. so.
1: so for you how long does it take you to like write a project and put it out like what was the how what was the process behind this album or project
2: um this this project actually took probably the longest out of anything that i've done it was 14 months But that's Mm -hmm. also because we were locked out of the studio as well, and we weren't able to actually get to it. Um, So I would say, in a total, it it was like 12 months of writing. Um, But the process is usually I'll start with one song, and this was kind of unplanned, but I started with one song. And then just the sound of that song, I'm like, damn, I'm trying to build a project around that song because this song, the sound of it has a story to it. And I have a story that I want to tell. And the story behind this project was just my time um, when I was young, just being, being in the streets, doing, just doing what I was doing and then coming out of that. And, and now almost by, like turning my life around and just having a better focus and better vision on what I want and where I'm going and everything. Um, but I got all of that from, from that one song. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's usually how it goes.
1: Yeah, dude, there was I've like, I, like I do, I think like I do a lot of research on every single guest. I listen to every single album single and I definitely have seen the progression and the growth. So. I think this was a Dang. it was a great album to put out during this whole time. So Dang. what is Appreciate what about this? What about the space theme? What was that? What was the concept behind all that with the album cover?
2: Um, man, because I'm really a space cadet at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> and I and, and when I say that, I mean like, like I'm not. I don't feel like I'm from here. I know I'm not from here, you <laughs> know. Um, and astrology has always been super big for me um paying attention to I know some people you know may think it's corny some people may not believe it you know whatever but for me astrology and zodiac signs are are big and just and just looking at the stars and and just paying attention to the entire world that around us you know cuz like we're just a small little significant dot in the you know mm-hmm. so that was kind of like the inspiration behind it and like surfing through that but also still you know, catching the vibes and shit. So
1: Hey, I get yeah. it. That was a perfect explanation.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, man, I hope that shit but yeah, Yes,
1: it does. I feel like my favorite way to think about it is like we're like, have you seen Horton, Here's a Who?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're
1: like that fucking speck on the dandelion.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so in, like insignificant, bro. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, let me ask you: Do you do you uh, watch Rick and Morty?
1: Yeah, I just finished the final. Cause um, I I just finished the final. What is it? The Final season. The season four, right? Like like okay, three yeah. weeks ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of my favorite shows, just because it's like it deals with stuff that's on Earth, but it's so just out there, and and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like like my mind meshes with that. You know, it's like. They could be messing with some like aliens and like Galaxy number zero zero seven, like Glom Nom or something like that, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but like no. Yeah. But like like the shit makes sense. So I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like I'm vibing to it. But
1: Yes. Yeah. That is a pretty <laughs> fucking good show.
2: <laughs> right. a <laughs> good show. The writing is, is crazy. They are under like some fire though, which is Oh
1: he's like didn't he like
2: Yeah. Didn't
1: the creator like Rape a teddy bear or some shit, supposedly. I didn't Yeah,
2: like like he had a show in like two thousand nine and in the show he was time traveling and raping the babies that would soon be rapist of other people. And so like on paper that may have made sense, but like in reality. <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> I can't. Yeah.
1: How does how does no one awkwardly not laugh? Like, you have to awkwardly laugh exactly. at that. You, how is I don't know how you get a, offend. I guess I, I don't know. You don't you can't think too deeply about shit like that.
2: Just, exactly, exactly. And it was in two thousand nine, bro. Like, if you remember, like that time period, that was like when like Step Brothers came out and like mm. all that other stuff, like like raunchy raunchy comedies and shit. And so like boundaries were being pushed, and people were just saying like reckless stuff. You know what I mean? So. So like you can't go back in time. I don't know. This is my perspective. You can't go back in time to try to cancel someone. Like, mm-hmm. bro, you know, or or at least like ten years back. Like, no, like that's mm-hmm. that's a different time period. You know, if,
1: if it is. Like, I was um I was listening. To, actually, one of my favorite movie soundtracks is Ooh. the fucking um what is it? Bad Boys Two. I forget when that movie came out, but that's the soundtrack to that is amazing. And I was listening to it. Oh yeah, yeah. And like like Jay-Z's on there, Snoop Dogg's on there, like all the biggest rappers at the time were on that. Memphis Bleak was on there, mm-hmm. Freeway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Jay-Z had like this one bar about somehow, it was like a really homophobic bar about mm-hmm. not being gay or some shit. And I was right, like, see, right. this, is, this made it onto a movie soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Everyone watched this movie. This is a huge blockbuster movie. Mm-hmm. It was obviously in the movie and no one gave a fuck.
3: And right, still, exactly.
1: no, still, no one's talking about it. I was just, it was just some song I decided to listen to one day, and I like heard him say mm-hmm. that. So, but why right, does that right. not come under fire? Like, no, like I don't think the music, 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 or movies really care about it that deeply. It's just like
2: the culture yeah. we're in today. Exactly, exactly. And that's what's weird. It's like, it's, it's like picking and choosing um, what you want to cancel and stuff like that. Because um, yeah, music is. It's always been. It still is like. Like, we're still artists that say, that say faggot or, or refer to, like, people as, like, queers and, and just, like, other stuff, just, just, like, stuff that wouldn't be okay in, like, PC world today, you know, mm-hmm. but they're still rapping about it, but they're not on the fire for it. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, it's weird. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah, but, but I
1: feel like, I feel like yeah. music's, like, more vulgar nowadays. Like, people used to be like, dude, N.W.A., that shit is so hard right. and, like, offending. I feel just right. like, I feel like mainstream songs today. Even yeah. stuff like Ty Dolla Sign says is fucking
2: yeah. can be taken exactly. like
1: offensively, but no one, everyone's just rocking out to that shit. I'm like, what the exactly. fuck is going on?
2: Exactly. No, it's wild. It's wild. Like, like, do you listen to Sada Baby? I've heard a, heard a a few
1: other songs. Yeah.
2: So like, his music is like, like I love it. I'll smash down, you know, I'll smash down the freeway to it, going like 85, you know, <laughs> 95, something, you know. But like, what he's talking about is 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 crazy. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't like quote his, his lyrics right now, but yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's just,
1: it's weird. It's fucking really weird. So when you say you have a team, do you like a manager and everything like that? Or how do how do you break down um, your team?
2: Yeah. So, um, I have a, I have a videographer, um, shout out McHale. Um, he'd be coming out here and stuff like that. You know, shooting, shooting a lot of photos and videos like that for, you know, different people. Um, mm. then I also got a business partner. Um, and other than that, that's like that's like really it. i really be doing kind of everything, like all the back-end work, um like all the networking and, and reaching out and stuff like that just just myself. I've had managers in the past, I've had um I don't even want to say like accountants, but like people that help me just like manage like different aspects of you know my career. Mm-hmm. but I just kind of found out that just, it just it just wasn't working. not everybody's on the same page, especially out here. a lot of people. Say that they're about it, about the work, about the just the time that it takes, you know. But when it comes down to it, they're not. Everybody has like their own agenda, um and so it's really hard just to, you know, get on the same page. So I said, "Fuck it, let me just do it. Let me just do it myself." Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Something
1: that I've been seeing people do is like on their fucking like either Snapchat or Instagram or whatever social media, people are like. Don't talk to me if it's not about a check and they're working at like Foot Locker or some shit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> no, you don't need a check. <laughs> like, yo. Yeah, that's just crazy. It's like, I don't know, people lying and, 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 and I blame, I blame the music culture for this too because like, like rappers always be saying that type of shit. You know what I mean? So, and, and then it trickles down into like normal everyday society. Um, like, even girls say that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, bro. Like, people be saying this shit, and I'm just like, bro, yeah, you're working a foot locker. Chill out. Mm. <laughs> like, it's Olive funny, Garden.
1: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never been there, though. I've never been to Olive Garden. For real? Never. Wow.
2: Wow. Honestly, bro, I can't even hype it up. Like, don't go. Unless you're just going to get breadsticks, don't go. Like, oh, it's yeah. trash. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad Italian food. <laughs> yeah. what,
1: what is What is interesting about, like... You said, like, the music industry, hip-hop, whatever. It's kind of weird, like, everyone kind of relates to that. So, mm. like, anyone feels like they can dress like a hip-hop artist or anything like that. Right. But then, but, like, hip, like, even movies, they're kind of, like, on a lower level or lower class than if you think about, like, business people. Like, no one, you don't see anyone, like, put on their story of them dressed up in, like, suits. Because that's, right, like exactly. that's, like, a whole nother like, world. Like, one of my favorite movies, have you seen American Psycho? With Christian Bale. Um,
2: no, no, I haven't. I like I've seen like the first like maybe five minutes, but at the time I just wasn't vibing to it, so I didn't fully mm-hmm. like, really watch it. But yeah, yeah, what I about thought that though?
1: too. I like mm-hmm. ten years ago, I tried to watch it and I, I couldn't, and then I just watched it like. I've actually watched so many movies during this quarantine. Like, I'm I'm still yeah. calling this a quarantine, even though it's not really a quarantine right this right now. But, exactly. Yeah. But like, he's this like serial killer, or mm-hmm. maybe he's not. That's the twist. I forget, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a very complicated movie. But basically, it's like they're like all his friends are people in like business suits, and they're all going to these like fancy restaurants. And they are like, Oh, I have to get, I have to go to my meeting at this one restaurant and then go to another restaurant at eight o'clock and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Why, it's just what? like there's like different like worlds, but everyone tries to be part of this like hip hop music movie yeah. culture world. But no one's like, yeah. No, there's like no millennial anyone talking about, Oh, shit, I really want to be in that. That business world, who's actually managing like all these artists, or right, exactly. and, like and accountants or anything like that, and those people probably in certain like in certain situations are making more mm-hmm. money than these artists, which is fucking
2: nuts. Oh, for sure, for sure. And um I mean, just to attest to that, I think it's because like with art, with with rap and rappers, you see like the glam, you see like like the necklaces and like the the watches and. And, and the money and the girls and everything like that, and you think, like, oh, man, yeah, he's making the most money. Mm-hmm. But, like, in all reality, no. That th- Whoever he's signed to is, is making a lot of money. Whoever his manager is, whoever, like, is in the background that like you don't see, that's who's making that bread. It's just, like, it's just like with WWE. Now, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it's the same principle. Like, the the network is making all that money, mm-hmm. not the wrestlers, you know. Whoever mm-hmm. owns, you know, the arena is making that money. You know what I'm saying, so yeah, but I think it's just because people aren't introduced to that world. I think it's um rap the the rap world is so pushed that everybody's introduced to it, but like the back end, nobody sees it if that mm-hmm. makes sense you
1: Dude, know, so. i don't I don't even really feel like the general population is actually part of the hip hop world because like mm-hmm. when i when I listen to music and stuff, like I have eight different playlists, like for my car. And uh-huh. each playlist has five hundred songs, whether they're old songs mixed with new songs, and like like I'll play some songs that I think everyone knows by like mm-hmm. mainstream artists sometimes even, mm-hmm. and people will be like, "Oh, what what the heck is this song?"
0: Wow. Like I feel
1: like I don't feel like people. People just like seem like they like hip hop, but then when they're mm-hmm. actually by themselves or something, they're listening to fucking country or pop. <laughs> right, <laughs> Taylor right, <Swift>. exactly.
2: <laughs> They know every exactly. Taylor
1: Swift song, but they don't know every even like Drake or Little Wayne song, even.
2: Right, exactly, exactly, and um, yeah, it's it, it's definitely a phase for a lot of people. Um, for me, I grew up on, and and I love the uh, I love the fact that you mentioned Nate Dog like earlier on in the in the interview. Um, because I grew up on, like, Nate Dogg and the Dog Pound, Snoop, um... Do you know, did you see my cocaine interview? No, I didn't, um, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet.
1: Yeah, dude, he fucking, he moved to Tacoma, and he's part of, like, yeah. part of the, yeah, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard, because I have a homegirl, um, that is, like, close with him because of her group and stuff like that, so she, like, um, I was talking to her about him and everything like that, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy, like, like LA and, and Seattle and the Bay are are very connected, but also disconnected at the same time. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's it, it's weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what are you saying? Sorry about breaking you off right there.
2: <laughs> oh no no no, you're good. You're good. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, just grew up. You know, like listening to um all of that stuff. So like, like my music choices are ingrained in hip hop. Like it's like like when I'm tired, I just want to throw on a song. It's gonna be rap it's gonna be Mm -hmm. it's gonna be rap but it it might be a a calmer version like like something like gunner or something like that to where it's just like more mellow and just like melodic and you don't have to listen to it it's just a vibe you know the whole way um but yeah i I really feel like a lot of people don't actually listen to rap but they listen to it for the popularity factor yes to like fit in you know Mm so yeah freaking weird and
1: dude have you seen the um I don't even, I don't know if you have Netflix or not but like Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. just came out this new movie called Project oh, Power.
2: Did you watch that? That shit was fire. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only
1: the only complaint I have though and they did this with Bright also. Do you see Bright with um I
2: did see Bright. Yeah. With Will
1: Smith they like those are like yeah. two they try to make it like two like black stories kind of like black movies. But um right right. Cuz like the main characters and they but and how they try to make it a black story was by throwing in that hip hop element, and I'm I'm afraid that hip hop right. is going to get to a certain extent where it becomes too whitewashed, if that makes sense. Yeah. like yeah. they didn't they didn't have to like in Project Power. The only thing my the only negative I have to say about it is they didn't they had they did not have to have that girl rap in that movie at all, or Jamie Foxx be like, your power is rapping. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: You're, you're, shooting, like <laughs> oh, yeah. heat, you're shooting heat bro, waves out of your
1: arms and you're saying your power is rapping. Right? Like,
0: <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> He's like, like there was really that
2: moment when he was like, your power is rapping. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, that shit was corny. Cool I didn't register that because like the rest of the movie, it was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're right, bro. That shit was hella whack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <dude. laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, like, I think it might get to, because like rap is is a spectrum. Like there, it it goes from like gutter, raw, gangster rap. And then it swings over to like conscious and it swings over to like melodic and like R&B. And then it swings back again. Mm -hmm. And like, I think we're in the, like, we're going to be swinging back pretty soon. Because like right now, like it's in that R&B where every rapper is pretty much singing. Mm -hmm. Like, like back when like T-Pain was doing his thing, you know, auto-tune and stuff like that. Like, a lot of rappers were having R&B artists on their songs, making the song with the melodic and everything like that, like, plies, you know, and everything. Um, But, yeah, I I hope it swings back, because I like that gutter <laughs> shit. I like that gangster shit. I like that raw shit. And I think that's the only way that it's not going to get whitewashed, because white mm-hmm. folks are not going to relate to that, and they're not going to want to play that. Yeah. But there's going to be some, but, yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I wish I
1: understood, like, I... Like, I've interviewed a few pop artists and I understand pop to a certain extent, but I wish I understood country and pop a little better. Like, are there like subcategories to that also? Like, I feel like, in my opinion, I feel like hip hop is like the deepest with like all, they have, there's like subcategories within subcategories, even. Facts. And I'm like, are all, and and then when I listen to like a country song, just sounds like long, long, I'm drinking a
3: beer. Right. and <laughs> my beer. <Yeah. dear."> yeah. <laughs> what the, <fuck's> the, <laughs> the fuck said, my beer? Yeah,
2: <laughs> 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 that's facts though. <laughs> like I've wanted the same thing. I think there was, um, I don't know if it's still around, but it like in 2015 or 16, it was like called hick hop or something like that, where it was like oh, country. Yeah, it was h i c k, like hick hop, and it was country country rap. But, it like, yeah, that, that threw me for a loop, but that's, like, the only sub-genre of country that I've, like, ever heard of, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if they do. Yeah,
1: there is, that I know, is a the thing I that, I there's a lot of, actually, country rappers that are not, like, black, it's not, like, a Nelly-type thing or a little Nas X thing, it's, mm. like, literal, like, white dudes talking about... Yeah. Kicking it with their bros and drinking beers. And like it's an actual yeah. like, category. I'm like, what exactly. the fuck? Who listens to this shit and actually enjoys exactly.
2: it? Exactly. Exactly. Well, them, them, them people that you see in that video, those are the ones that be listening to it, you know? <laughs> They're the ones that's yeah. the
1: homish or something, probably. Exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly, bro. Don't get me started. <laughs> we can we could definitely talk off air about all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it is different though, like since because I grew up in like the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, I just recently moved up to Snohomish, and, like, so I was from the okay. city, and now here, there's, like, there's an alpaca farm down the street from my house, there's wild peacocks,
3: uh-huh.
1: yeah. like, it's just, it's like, they it's say total change, but it's kind of nice, yeah. too, because my studio, where's, your, my studio is in downtown Seattle, so it's, like, uh-huh. a commute, but it's, like, nice to, like, yeah. be in the city and then get away. Where, where's exactly. your studio at?
2: Uh, my studio, yeah, is downtown Seattle, so hmm. um, I was working out of the loft, like, the urban loft down there in, like, mm. like Soto. You know where that's at? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, like yeah, kind of, like, right yeah. next to, I don't know if you know who Milo Eubank is, but he has a studio, mm. um the Rainier Building.
3: Mm,
2: really? There. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, working lobs down there in that area. So, my studio was out there. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, same to you. Like, it's nice to go to the city, get all my work done, make my connections, talk to who I need to talk to, and then get back and, like, just and just be around trees, like, quietness, little lights, and just, like, the night sky. Like, it, there, there's something about that, you yes. know? It kind of brings peace to the day.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know if I want to ever live, like, in an apartment in Seattle. It's probably noisy <laughs>
2: 24-7. Exactly, exactly. Like, the people that, like, live – because there's apartment buildings that are right next to Cal Anderson Park, mm-hmm. um, like, where the chat zone was and everything. Yeah. And – I bet they were just going through it because mm-hmm. it was loud. Like, I don't know if it still is. I haven't been back to Capitol Hill or anything, but I know they're going through it. Mm-hmm. it
1: I went up, I went about like a month ago after like all the mm-hmm. protests died down. <laughs> do you know, do you know any, like the hype beef, sh- hype beef shops, like Buffalo exchange yeah. or lucky dog?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So yep,
1: yep. I went into yeah, lucky like dog. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I went to lucky dog and no for, I did like this whole, I just did this whole like adventure throughout Seattle. Like we had like, I had like sushi down near the target in downtown Seattle. There's was like this nice sushi okay. restaurant. And then after that, I went to um, the UW to go to like lucky dog and Buffalo exchange. I got Yeezy power phases. Like they're really? like brand new for like 70 bucks. I was like, Damn! At the
2: at the Buffalo Exchange?
1: At the at Lucky Dog, and that was like the cheapest. Oh, wow. so Lucky Dog, they over it's like a thrift shop still. Yeah, and they yeah. like they sometimes they overprice their shit, and I was like seventy mm-hmm. bucks for these power phases. I have to. Yeah,
2: make- yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's like um who else does that? um I know I don't really shop at Urban Outfitters, but I mean I'll go there if I have to get something. and I'm like in a rush, and I know like I'm, I know that they're gonna have something, but Urban Outfitters. Um, they overpriced like a motherfucker. But mm-hmm. it's all like thrift store clothes and shit. Like, I could find this yeah. at a thrift store. You know what I mean? Dude. But Yeah, I yeah. found a
1: freaking Barney's in New York jacket. Like, a jean uh-huh. jacket at a thrift store, like, last month also for 30 bucks. Wow. I was like, and I wow. got it. I had to.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That's, yeah, that's clutch. That's a mm-hmm. clutch barn. That's a clutch vine. But Yeah, fucking, um... oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, but I was just
1: saying, but anyways, like, then... Like the like that weekend after I left Seattle after that adventure, there was like protests again. I was like, "Holy shit!"
2: Yeah, like it. Yeah, it was kicking off for a minute. Like there was a lot of protests in the south end. There's a lot of protests downtown. Um, Oh, going back to it, there was a lot of white people there that weren't there for the right reasons, and that's Mm -hmm. what frustrated me. Like I only went one time because there was just a high chance of, of shit going down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of shit going down just because there was people there strictly for just, like, like, their anarchy fantasies and shit like that, bro. Like, throwing, like, molotovs at fucking cop cars, throwing M80s at cops and stuff like that. Like, like bro, like, you're doing too much, and that's not why we're here. Like, mm-hmm. we're not here to take over the fucking city or, like, trash shit. We're here to strictly just get our point across.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
2: you know, everybody has their own agenda. So. yeah dude i um
1: i don't know if you listen to podcasts at all but i like i listen to joe rogan like 24 yeah. 7 bro every
2: day every day yeah and he
1: he fucking i feel so bad he's like he like in every like all the lady like the past month every single episode he brings up fucking seattle and portland and just trashes us i'm like holy right. shit
2: right <laughs> but like he has like the outside perspective because like, he's not actually up here. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's funny hearing people that aren't up here talk about, like, the Chaz zone. Like, he had someone on one day, and they were talking about the Chaz zone. and They were like, yeah, they, like, took over the police uh, precinct, and there was guns, and there was this, and there was that. <laughs> and that just wasn't it at all. Like, they chose mm-hmm. to leave type shit, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. And speaking about that podcast, shout out to Joe Rogan. Hopefully, one day, I can get on that shit. shit. Get, get to the universe, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's dope. Dude, he he actually
1: he he lets people interview him sometimes too. Like I don't know how yeah. often he did it, but like a few months into quarantine, like like he probably associated with these guys somehow. But like mm-hmm. he um did like a Zoom interviews with these two guys, and it was mm. cool because it was like his picture with like the American flag, and then them on the other side. I was like, right, holy right. shit! From a different perspective, that's
2: crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. I need to check that out because yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that. That, yeah, that would be a crazy perspective.
1: Yeah, so. dude, I I used to be obsessed with The Breakfast Club, and like their fucking interviews have gone yeah. downhill so yeah. much. And Charlemagne, yeah. he just does not give a fuck anymore. Like he's he You de- he can just see that he wants to quit. But yeah. he has a he has a podcast with Andrew Schultz.
2: Have you listened oh, to that really? at all? No, no, I didn't even know. Oh my god, dude, it's called The
1: Brilliant Idiots. Okay, it's, it's probably one of my. It's like it goes, Joe Rogan. And then, have you seen Anchorman?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Will Farrell has this podcast called the Ron Burgundy podcast,
2: where No, he's like he in, doesn't bro?
1: He's in the he's in character yeah. the entire time, and he just has random fucking artists and fucking musicians, and uh, it's crazy. All these random people on, it's really funny.
2: That's hella funny, yeah. bro. Okay, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm about to check it out. Yeah. Yes,
1: and then it goes, and then so it's it's Joe Rogan, Ron Burgundy and then it goes mm-hmm. to brilliant idiots. Cause, cause they, Oh, and Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz have been on Joe together. Have you seen that episode?
2: I did. Oh yeah. Andrew Schultz. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't putting the name to the face. Um, yeah, yeah. Skinnier white dude. That was mm-hmm. on, um, what was that show back in the day? It was oh, like, he, Charlemagne you know was on it too.
1: M- Man, yeah, code? Yeah. Man code
2: or something? Boy, something. Yeah. Something guy, code. Guy, code. Guy, code. guy code. Guy code. Guy code. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's where he's from. But, um, I did see that episode actually because they were talking about they talked about aliens at one section. They talked about uh, yeah, they are talking about a lot, but yeah, 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 not to cut you off though. Yeah, no, I get,
1: it. I just, I get excited mm-hmm. about that type of shit. So
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of um, like comedy podcasts and stuff like mm-hmm. that uh, with the, like like comedians put on the shit just because like like I like to laugh and stuff like that and like like perspective from a com like a comedian's perspective on the world is always very. Like raw, uncut, and just funny. It's fucking you know? dark
1: though. A lot of them are really yeah. fucking
2: dark. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I pay attention to um, Chris Crystal Leah a lot. Um, who else? Uh like, like his whole like Brian Callan and like like mm-hmm. the uh the fighter and the kid. Um who else? Bobby Lee. Bobby um, Lee's hilarious as fuck. Hella funny, hella funny. Um bro, have you seen his wife? Hold on. Well, for the positives, have oh. you seen his wife?
1: No, let me see his boy. Is she hot or something?
2: No, <laughs> she's bad as hell. Like I never would have thought Bobby Lee could get a <clears throat> could get someone like that. Oh, but I mean, fuck? Hey, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <the> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> crazy. Crazy. He looks like he's Down syndrome, and then she's just like,
2: oh my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> like likes to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. It's Holy just shit. crazy. yeah but like i watched like a lot of that shit um but yeah definitely always go back i circle back to like joe rogan and stuff like that Mm um bro he just had uh who's the who's the hold on let me see he's like a magician oh
1: i just watched that today david blaine
2: (laughs) yeah bro did you see him
1: fucking frog
2: oh my god i just saw that today i was like "What what the fuck yo I'm like I was trying to watch that and I I, I like I just couldn't. Joe's like freaking out. He's like, Yo, what the fuck? Like the whole entire time he's and then doing he's like, that, It's like...
1: magic. I'm like, How the fuck is that magic? You just stuck an ice pick through your arm. yeah what?
2: <laughs> 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 like he was real delusional. Like that shit was crazy. <laughs> but and and then and then like he didn't even get all the way in the first time. And he's like, easy he was my like, nerve. like, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Yo, what the fuck? don't do that (laughs) just don't do it but yeah man that shit that shit's always entertaining yeah he has some he has some hella good people on there i wonder how he Mm -hmm. goes about and like finds the people you know i wonder if he's like actually connected with all them or Mm -hmm. it's like uh yeah i don't know i want to know like because
1: i don't usually i don't usually ever like look up that like sometimes i look up the people that he's had on but sometimes i don't really Mm -hmm. do like a deep dive But I I wonder if any of these people are literally just like normal people that he ever, he just puts on. Or if they all have to be like a certain level of celebrity or a certain level of like knowledge.
2: Right, Some of these
1: people I've like never heard of in my entire life.
2: Ever, ever. Like,
1: like like there was one, one,
2: yeah, exactly. Like, there was like this one blonde lady, um, she's like a, she studies ancient, um, like medical practices and shit. Huh. And so, like, like she's a doctor, but I guess like, Her Twitter is super big because um, he kept mentioning like, oh yeah, on your Twitter feed, on your Twitter feed, on your Twitter feed. And I was like, okay, let me just check this out. And she has a huge following. So I don't know how she does as a doctor, but Mm -hmm. she does. So yeah, I'm thinking it's like, you have to be at some sort of celebrity status, you know, in order to get onto the show or something like that. Or
1: what if if they have like only a hundred followers and then just because he's like, oh, your Twitter feed, then all of his followers right. just fucking hop on theirs, and then by the time exactly. you look, like because sometimes I don't watch an episode until like the next day, so that gives yeah. those fucking because mil- within like a day he's already gets like a million views. Exactly, exactly. So I'm like, maybe like he only need like even like a hundred thousand out of that two million views that fuck ton of people to have on your yeah. social media.
2: Definitely is, definitely is. Like that's to get onto that would be probably like, like one of like the biggest promotion pieces that you could probably use. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, cause like, like he just, he just had uh post Malone on there too.
1: Dude, that was so funny. I actually think that yeah. was a really good interview.
2: It definitely was. It definitely was. I, I'm almost finished with it. Um, but yeah, no, that was a really good interview. Like, cause like, like he got Joe laughing and stuff like that. Joe was all loose. He was drinking, smoking. Dude, they um, were on they... shrooms. Yeah, yeah. He said he was on shrooms. I don't know if he really was. Or he brought it up in another like...
1: interview too, so I think they actually were.
2: Oh wow, dude. Yeah, I bet that was lit. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, post, post was just like chilling. Like, yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy, dude. There was an interview. Um, what's his name? He's like like David Show or something like that. Mm-hmm. He, He's like an Asian dude. Did you, did you see that interview?
1: Mm-hmm. I've, seen, that I've seen him all. I, rec- I remember his name. Remind me about, remind me what happened in that one because I, I remember so, the name.
2: So, so he was talking about, um like he, he's, he's an artist. he He's a painter. Oh, like, yeah, 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 and he yeah, went to fucking to, like
1: Jamaica, not like the, he, with the, Brazil, like he the like South growing America. With the, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 he went to South America looking for a dinosaur. Like when he was yeah. like, 19 or 20 or something like that and then like had those crazy stories. Like, bro, I was listening to that like while I was working and I work at a desk, right? Mm -hmm. Damn, I'm like trying to like look at the screen, but I'm like like, I'm glued to this shit. Like his stories are just crazy. Like that shit, yeah. Like that Mm -hmm. was yeah. He has some really dope people on there.
1: He does. He fucking does. Sometimes they get too dark for him even though. And then he's like, Oh, okay, okay, buddy, (laughs) you you good?
2: <laughs> like we need to take a minute, you know? Yeah.
1: But dude, that's fucking dope. And have you heard have you listened to Bill Burry's podcast before?
2: Um, is it like the one where he's on stage, like on the couch or whatever?
1: i d I've only seen I've only I've only listened to I don't know if he is there like a video one of him doing it or
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's like a video one. Um but I haven't I haven't really watched it too much. I watch his stand up though. Dude, his stand up is
1: dark as fuck.
2: It's hella dark. It's hella dark. But that's why it's so funny though. Yeah. No, because it's just like real shit, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's fucking podcast. I listen, I literally probably listen to podcasts like six hours a day. Like, I spend so much time. Like, what I do, even though I'm still like building my name throughout Seattle and everything, I try to, I'm always trying to compare myself to a Joe Rogan or a Charlemagne. And, like, yeah, tweaking my sounds right. and stuff. Because, like, some people's podcasts sound mm-hmm. like they're talking through a fucking, like, soup can or some shit. And it just sounds yeah, awful. Yeah.
2: Right, you know? right. And, and to speak about fucking, like, bro, this is all just, like, yes. interviews. Yes. That I have. Like, yes. bro. It just keeps going, like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, dude, going back to what you just said. Like, listening to theirs to, like, tweak your sound and make it better, that's the same shit I do with my music. Like, mm-hmm. I will I will sit down. Like, I got a whole bunch of different YouTube – or not YouTube, but music videos I got to watch and listen to um, and different, like, albums and stuff like that that I've saved for this weekend. Just because I will sit down, and I've always done this. I sit down and, like, study them and, like, take notes, like like, either mentally or on paper and see what they do rhythmically or see what they do <laughs> Um, like like with the melodies or like the song structure or what the beat is doing at, at a certain time when they say this thing. And because everything, like it's all the like the little finite details that make the entire song and make it mm-hmm. your favorite song, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I I definitely feel you on that, you know? Dude, there's some
1: dope ass fucking videographers out here in Seattle too. Like um yes. I still haven't met him and I'm really jealous he hasn't responded to me. But do you know who uh-huh. just do you know who Justin Frick is? He like does the inter, he does the music videos for like Macintosh and Ellis Prescott and Karma Nose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Karma Nose's
2: videos are crazy.
1: Yeah, it's all done by the same guy. It's like it's like I think it's I think his first name's Justin, but like it's like where it's like okay. the it's like the fishbowl and the eyeball in it. Yeah, And then yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude,
3: mm-hmm. those are
1: fucking insane. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah. so many there's creative so people of- out here. I was just gonna say, there's so many talented people out here, and and that's why like I just I feel like Seattle can be on the forefront of everything. It, it just like we all need to come together type shit. Cause like you look at like places like L.A. or New or like New York, um, Atlanta, a huge example, Texas, um, even like Detroit and stuff like that. Like in Chicago, like it's like every other city. Like everybody comes together and they all like create this entire push and then they all get their own limelight at, at one point or another, you know? Mm. Um, but it's like out here everyone's trying to get like their own limelight lime off the off the bat, and it's like no one's breaking through that 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 glass ceiling, you know?
1: Because I think it's like a I have no idea how many people there are or how many artists there are in Seattle, but it's like it's like a one in a million chance of actually that working like the only one who's really worked for is like little Mosey. He's like the only one that's actually like worked for, but it doesn't really work for anyone. So I don't think people should like, you can look up to him as an inspiration, like how where he got at such a young age, but you should, no one should think they can copy exactly what he did. Cause he, at that point he, I don't know his background that much, but he definitely had to have some Mm -hmm. type of connection to blow up at 17. you know.
2: he did. He did. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about it because I do have a lot of details. Just because I like kind of close with his family and stuff like that, we could definitely talk oh. off air about it. But um, yeah, no, definitely did. There was, there was definitely
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that background help.
1: But the, I always, I always hear like up and coming artists. Like, <clears throat> there's a difference between like up and coming artists and artists who just started. <laughs> like mm-hmm. artists who just started, they mm-hmm. always try to look to like little mosey as their inspiration. And I'm like, that's, that's not, that's that's literally like impossible to get to that point at that young.
3: Exactly.
1: You can't copy. I don't think any, no one's come up story is exactly the same, unless you somehow have the exact same manager and you're in a boy band or some shit.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like everything. And the time is different too. And like, like for instance, how he got it was like, just, just knowing the right person at the right time and that person is no longer even you know um alive rest in peace
3: mm. you
2: know but like just right timing like and and to copy that like you can't you just can't you know so, so it's like, like like you got to find your own path you know and that, mm. and that's what i'm doing like it's always been i got to find what works for me because even taking a, a Mosey route or a malcolm Moore route or or whoever's route it just it just doesn't work like i'm someone i have to do it my way and my way is gonna work out i'm gonna get it to work out but it gotta be my way Mm -hmm. you know so what
1: i do think though i have all these like random like hip-hop conspiracies i just think of randomly Mm -hmm. just because i'm so in love with hip-hop but i there's actually so many like mainstream artists who live in seattle that people Mm -hmm. just don't recognize yeah like they probably have like there's probably just fucking bat caves of artists like
3: yeah. Like even think
1: of like even like <laughs> the little real. even like the cocaine thing like that's so random. I feel like there's yes. so many big artists are just here and no one even, like or even like Justin Bieber being here, you know, because yeah. yeah, his, yeah. his his pastor or something lives in Bellevue or some shit, so he has like a oh, Bellevue wow. club membership and like like my friends have been in the sauna with him and shit.
2: <laughs> wow, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, like fucking fucking Wale comes out here a lot. I was in oh. the studio session with him. Yeah, Yeah, he
1: invited me to his concert. I got to that the concert they had back in um, whatever before the quarantine this year. They had that concert with it was Deontay Hitchcock who I interviewed. Yeah, and then Wale, and then I think he goes by Ade now. It was first it was Phil Ade, and now he goes by Ade. And he Wale like helped him rise to fame also.
2: That's what's up. Yeah, Wale's always here, dude. Yeah, yeah, cause he got um, he got he got family out here. Oh wow. Yeah, so so like that's like part of the draw as well. But yeah, bro, there's a lot of people that come out here. Um, Lil Wayne was out here. Um, do you know do you know Robert Lane Studios? Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. So, Robert Lane Studios is <clears throat> a studio it's a studio out in like Shoreline. Um, hmm. what uh what beach is that? It's like it's like it's like right next to a beach, it's Richmond Beach, Richmond Beach. Hmm. Um, if you know what that's at. And so he, Robert Lang, he's the owner, and he, pretty much recorded everybody from like Nirvana, um, Bob Marler. Oh the, yeah, I've heard of this one guy. Of the Marley brothers, yeah. And um, like he's done the Foo Fighters, everything, right? Mm. And so um, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still in touch with him. And so Lil Wayne came out one time, and and everything like that, like late at night, like. Like, had, like, the van pull up, got in hella quick, did his thing, got out hella quick, you know? Like, super incognito, didn't let anybody know, you know? Shit. But it's like, like, like shit happens all the time out here. It's just people don't see it. There's, like, levels to it, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah, you just don't see it. You know what is kind of weird? Mm. is
1: fucking, like, the Kendrick Lamar crowd and, like, the Aesop Rocky crowd and the Tyler the Creator crowd. They're all very connected, even though they're com- from completely different cities. Like Kendrick's from like California, yeah. and yeah. then fucking Aesop Rocky. And I I think, yeah, Aesop Rocky's from New York. I don't, Tyler the Creator is yeah. from California, right? Where's he from? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He's from Cali.
1: But then, like, the only, the, it's weird the, how I found out about Tyler the Creator was because he was on Schoolboy Q's Oxymoron album. So I, have no, I had no idea who he was before that. And he was like the chorus for one song. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And yeah. then fucking little, then Kendrick Lamar was on Aesop Rocky's first album. The, the yeah. one train song and fucking Problems. Yeah. I'm like, how wow. are all these different cities just connect? And then like Schoolboy Q was on Cherry Bomb. like I think it was like one yeah. or two songs. And it's just like, how the, and then fucking somehow Pharrell gets mixed in with all those guys too. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> exactly. Cause, cause I think uh, Pharrell, Pharrell, he, he's also a producer. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's just like in the studio and stuff like that with a lot of these artists, uh, which would be dope. I'd love to have a studio session with him. I, you, you would learn so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I wonder, I wonder how and what connects all them. Maybe, maybe it's just the timing because they all kind of came out at the same time, like around the same time frame. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like just like reaching out to different people and all that, but it's funny to see ASAP Rocky and Tyler and Tyler, Tyler the Creators like relationship, like they're it's like so best funny. friends. Yeah, but they're like yeah. hella different, but like <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it works. It's funny. I wish I wish Seattle like
1: so. My favorite rappers, they, it's always like switching. Like, have you ever done like the Spotify thing where it shows you who you listen to? Like at the end, like the wrap up, it shows you yeah. who you listen to the most. Mm-hmm. Like, each year, it's a fight between, like, the game and Little Wayne. Like, it switches between one and two for me. Interesting.
2: Interesting.
1: And I think it's so crazy. Like, the game has helped so many artists. And I wish that – I wish we had, like, at least one artist who actually, like, would put everyone on in, like, Seattle. Like I, feel, I feel like that would be yeah. cool. Like, like the game, like, a father figure. Like, not someone who's sure. just, like, giving everyone, like, you know, like – The game does not in a way where he, like, puts people on his albums and it's, like, really helpful in that way. It's not like it's just, like, handouts. Mm-hmm. But we Mm -hmm. don't really have, like, because Macklemore does, like, the residency, which is kind of cool. But Mm -mm. you have to, like, after you reach 21 or something, you can't be in it anymore. Or it might even be earlier. But you don't really see Macklemore putting on just random artists in Seattle. But then the game, who have just, like, street guys on his, like, albums.
2: Yeah. They'll just destroy a track. I'm like, holy shit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I pay attention to that a lot, especially when it came to, like, Nipsey. Like, he's one of my favorite artists, like one mm-hmm. of my top artists. It's always been for like ten years plus. Um but like he put on like his like his entire like neighborhood and then also like surrounding like hoods and stuff like that where it's like different artists and younger artists too. Like like Bino um you know do you know who Bino Rydox is? Shit, dude, I fucking
1: do you know who Gundes Gardezan is?
2: Sounds hella familiar. He um hella familiar
1: his somehow or another i got connected with his manager and i interviewed him and then fucking being he's also manages bino and something happened where just i kept playing phone tag with bino but i never got an actual interview with him but he was like when when he was like because his manager gave me this like whole spiel about oh you should interview bino he had he's the only guy to have a full joint album with nipsey hustle and all this shit i was like holy fuck that's fire
2: yeah yeah that was that um one of the songs is like effortless what what's the name of that hold on i gotta yeah i gotta see that Cause yeah yeah nipsey nipsey put him on um signed him to the label and and now abino's like like he has like his own like little label and stuff like that and he's doing his own thing um but he, he he's definitely someone who inspires my music um as well too
1: his newest album was pretty crazy. fire. It came out like during quarantine too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Outside.
1: Yeah. You know who else is on that album? Fucking Ty Dolla Ooh. Sign. Of course. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> of course.
2: Of course. It wouldn't be right. Right. I know, man. <laughs> um, what is that? Oh yeah. No pressure. Mm. was the, the name of that tape? Um, The, the, yeah, the yeah. joint tape that they did. Yeah. But yeah.
1: There's just so many people are connecting. They just, Literally, all the cities in general, all the music cities are connected. Whether it's L.A., any of those guys, exactly. even fucking Detroit, you know. Exactly.
2: exactly. But then you
1: look at, and then you look at Seattle. We're just, we're just here.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, like, it's like we're like an island just floating, you know, like doing our own thing, the wrong like, way, you know. <laughs> like
1: it's like it's like how Joe Rogan was talking about. He always talks, makes jokes about like how Idaho is like. Where no one, it's like a, a secret because it's like a, such a great place, but no one wants anyone yeah. to know that.
3: Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's
1: like Seattle is like a great place for music, but all the big artists don't want anyone else to know. So they do like exactly. a little rain thing, get in their fucking van, record a song, and then leave. Right. <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Hella incognito, in and out type shit. Like, yeah. And like shows here, and, and I want to get your uh, perspective on this. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like, shows here compared to shows like elsewhere in like different cities and stuff like that like do you feel like crowd interaction is good out here do you feel like it Mm. what yeah yeah what's the vibe that you get
1: i've been to a few different shows i've like i've been to shows in canada even stuff like that like out of the country Mm. and Mm -hmm. the one when it comes first i'll talk about like underground shows the first thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it comes to underground shows the thing, I don't even, I feel like it's only a Seattle thing too. This might, maybe it's in other cities, but my oh. biggest pet peeve is when fucking artists have, it's probably like one of their friends or something DJ and they're not even fucking DJing. Yeah. And it's like just shit yeah. music. And like, they're so bad that a song will like stop in the middle and I'll be like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. Let me
3: <laughs> start, yeah, yeah. start the song
1: back up. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's, like, no real DJs. And then I'm like, what the exactly. fuck is going on? That's So that's my biggest pet peeve at, at underground shows. But, like, the underground shows at the same time, like, the venues here for underground mm-hmm. shows are sick. They're, like, crazy.
2: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Like, Columbia City Theater. Um, mm-hmm. Studio 7 was cool for a minute. Like, that's where I did all of my early shows at, mm-hmm. you know? Um to think where else there's a place called like the high dive in uh like fremont area have you been to the warehouse Uh, no where's that at
1: oh fuck i don't even know now you put me you put me on the spot now i I went there for the i i interviewed um little house phone there he um
2: see that's funny bro he's from la he's from like no jumper and all that type of shit like that's what i'm saying bro we're all like every everybody's connected but
1: Really? I haven't even put that interview out. That was the most upsetting interview I've ever had in my entire life. He was completely. Yes. <laughs> it <Yeah>. broke me. <laughs> he fucking <laughs> was. He was completely like. So, first, we had planned this three months in advance. Right. Day of, he's like, oh, we're going to have to wait till after the show, even though we had it planned before the show. Mm-hmm. First, it was going to be at my studio. Then we moved mm-hmm. to the venue. And then it was mm-hmm. after he got on and he came he came late to the show cuz he was like okay I'll be there at 8 then he came mm-hmm. there at 10 wow. had like he drank like 240s smoked wow. was completely destroyed and then we and then we go into like the there's like there's like there like this VIP section which it was it's literally just like an upstairs room and they just call it a VIP section it was like what? like I don't know why who would, who would pay to go into that room it was it was shabby mm-hmm. as fuck
3: mm-hmm. but
1: it was so short that like when we got in there, he hit his head on this like light bar, you know, like those like lights <laughs> and it fucking shattered. Yeah. And then he t- picked wow. up another one and shattered it. <laughs> wow. and, then, and then I was like, yeah, so I brought you in here because i um, I think it's very inspiring when inspiring when LA artists come down here and I just want to mm-hmm. get your perspective on Seattle. This is a Seattle based podcast. And he was like, mm-hmm. if this is for Seattle artists, why am, he, why am I here? I'm not from Seattle i'm like what the fuck i just explained it to you exactly and then they gave me like 10 minutes and they're like oh we gotta go now and then i was like wait what the fuck (laughs) i planned this three months in advance with you and then that was it so i haven't even put it out yet and that was back in fucking october i was like damn so i'm just gonna put it out i'm gonna i'm gonna get to a point in my podcast where Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be like NAS podcast, terrible interview. You know, like you yeah, know like they exactly. do that like a TMZ exactly. type shit.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll just
1: throw it up. I'm just gonna hold it into my like archive of interviews.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I mean what would be cool is like like if you had like a like more it wouldn't be cool if you had more interviews like that, but like if there was other interviews that were you know, not great interviews. You made like a compilation and shit like yes. that. It like, got like behind the scenes type shit. Like, yes. Like, you looking at the camera like, bro, what the fuck? Like, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, man. the
1: thing about like <clears throat> concerts and stuff here, I really love that there are so many venues and like, it, it literally seems like when artists come to town from like out of town, mm-hmm. it seems like they know the venues too. And it's yeah. always like exciting when I'm like, oh shit. They're actually playing at this venue, which I thought was like an underground venue, but they know this place enough that they want to perform there or fucking Wale performing at Numo's when he could have easily performed at like WAMU
2: or some shit. Exactly. Exactly.
1: That's what I like about Seattle.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about that, like Numo's, Wale fits that vibe because like, I don't know if you've (coughs) seen like the Tiny Desk interview with him, like performing. I think it was like in DC or something, but it was really intimate and he had like the band behind him. And I could just see him. Like, I didn't go to that that Numo show, but I could see how that, like, fits because it's just mm-hmm. so, you know, intimate, underground, darkness. Yeah. You know, red lighting type shit. Like, good vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. What I do think, though, is, like, when you...
1: <clears throat> the artist that... I feel like there should definitely be more than one artist blowing up at a time in Seattle because there's so many talented sure. people. But sure. when an artist does blow up in Seattle... They either get a fuck ton of connections or they're they're on Ellen. Like like either way, if you blow up in Seattle, like you have like a huge spotlight under your belt or like a million fucking connections. Yeah. Like I just her inter- <clears throat> like it was like, Jesus, we both have something in our throat. God damn it. Right. So, <laughs> it, but like a few months ago into quarantine, I um I interviewed Black Soul, who's okay. from Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And um he now he's working with like loot who's part of um dreamville.
3: Mm,
1: and yeah. like last week he posted on his Instagram that he made it onto the fucking Madden 20 track 2020, 21 2021 She's like right. soundtrack and shit like that. Yeah. And like he's been invited to like the Grammys and shit. So like he's like hella wow. connected. And then like little Mosey is like and for fucking jay Park, they all those guys have like millions of followers. Yeah, and then fucking yeah. Travis Thompson's on fucking Ellen
2: yeah and then, exactly like,
1: i'm like it's like crazy like like when you when you make it out of seattle you like completely make it
2: it's yeah nuts. yeah which is which is good you know that that's a good thing because it's like you can make it in la but you could be like like another and don't get me wrong when i say their names there some there's some people i've been listening to for a long time like i, mm-hmm. I appreciate the music but like another rj like yeah. Mr. La, I don't know if you know who that is. Um RJ! dude,
1: I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So, so like he he's made it, but it's like he's not doing those the Ellen shows or like BET ciphers mm-hmm. or or anything like that. Like like getting on Madden or or nothing like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's to that there's like a glass ceiling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's on tracks with like Young Thug and shit, or YG, like you, kicking you it. Yeah, yeah, and like and like like kicking out their houses and shit like that. So it's, it, it, it's it's a weird balance, but you know, coming from Seattle, that's a good thing. i I like it. Yeah, you know
1: that is weird. I I I don't know. I feel like I'm happy. I I I grew up here.
2: Yeah, I think so. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I always say like, if you can make it out of Seattle, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it's so like, uh, not not that it's a hard area to grow up in, but it's it's hard to come up and and be. Successful like you would be successful like either coming from like the south or like East Coast or California or something like that, you mm-hmm. know. Because just the resources aren't always there. You gotta find the pieces, you know. It's like a puzzle.
1: But I do hate when people like try to use Seattle as an excuse, like whether it's the rain or there's not enough connections here. I feel like that's total mm-hmm. bogusness. The only mm-hmm. people I feel like some people actually do need to leave Seattle because they like reach their glass ceiling, like yeah, like like yeah. like, like McAmore did or some shit. Mm -hmm. when people coming up are like oh i need to move out of here because of the rain or because there's not the connections i need i'm like what are you talking about there's so many like and the connections come here too like before the quarantine like i was interviewing like maybe two to three artists from out of town a month because they were just touring so much here and now i can just Mm -hmm. i could just like hit their managers up here like on zoom Mm -hmm. but like i'm saying there's like so many people come to seattle
2: it's like nuts Mm exactly exactly i mean yeah that goes back to our conversation you know um like wale lil wayne fucking yeah. like yg coming out here all the time mm, and shit like that like, yeah you know like one of my homegirls, um she's she's older um, uh, but she she used to uh live in she used to live in la and then she moved to everett and so for whatever reason back before yg blew up yg used to live in everett hmm yeah, and so what? like he used to like kick it with like her and her people and everything like that. And so it's like bro, like there's like this hidden like backside to Washington, bro. It's like Washington with the shit, but it's like hella hidden at the same time. You yeah, know,
1: dude. Crazy. it's fucking nuts. And then I'm telling you, anytime Joe Rogan brings up Seattle, I'm like, oh,
3: I'm from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's me. Hey, it's
2: fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, bro, he's moving to Texas.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's. I feel like he's still going to get a lot of guests that come out to Texas because he's fucking Joe. Ruben. For
2: sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know where his like where his studio was at in LA, um, but I'm sure Dude, it, was it was like huge. A, was it? Have you been there? like,
1: a, no, I, I didn't, I haven't been there, but I looked it up on Google Maps. Oh.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a fucking. <laughs> right.
1: It's like a full-on building. It's nuts.
2: Wow. Oh, yeah, that's I'm pre- crazy.
1: I'm pretty sure it's all his too. I like guess just for his studio.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, you know, probably have so many offices to like edit the videos and and mm-hmm. come up with different content and you know research and all of those stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I hope he keeps
1: it there. What if it like? What if he turns it into like the Joe Rogan Museum? Prior. <laughs> I would That'd go there. <laughs> yeah, I definitely go.
2: I would definitely go. He's at a level to where he could do that. Yeah, and like yeah he would get a lot of people going
1: especially with that fucking spotify deal man
2: yeah bro he (laughs) blew up with that shit like like i don't know wait wait has it gone into effect yet
1: no it's so he's giving people him and spotify are giving people until january i think to completely transfer over because at that point Mm -hmm. i think he's going to keep all the old clips and everything on youtube If, if that's my understanding, but there's not, mm-hmm. there's not going to be any new clips on YouTube, anything like that. Yeah, Spotify yeah. is like, they're literally like revamping Spotify. I don't know Ooh. if it's just for Joe Rogan, but they're making it. Is so there going to be gonna videos? Yeah. So that's what they're doing.
3: for Interesting. Spotify. Huh. Yeah. All right, that's like all right.
1: the, I don't think anyone's ever gotten that big of a Spotify deal. He's probably making more yeah. than fucking Drake and shit just from yeah. and Drake is probably one of the biggest artists on Spotify too. Oh,
2: for sure. He's Um, making
1: it making it off a podcast. That's how much a hundred million dollars on a podcast. That's on a podcast,
2: nuts. On a fucking podcast, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy, and he's so humble about it too. Because like I remember he was talking about it with one of his guests, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, that's Spotify deal." (laughs) And it's like, bro, like you got a Spotify deal. Like, who does that? You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, dude.
1: He was making so just off like YouTube. He has, like, two channels. He has the JRE Clips channel.
0: And then, like, the
1: actual JRE channel. Mm -hmm. And both those channels are monetized. So he makes so much. And they're two separate channels. And they each get millions of views. Like,
2: he was making so much money off
1: YouTube. So they had to come up with a deal that was that much money.
2: Exactly. Um, Exactly. Wow. Yeah, dude. That's That's fucking That's a power move.
1: Yeah. It's crazy shit so is there anything that you've been learning during this quarantine i know i've been learning a lot of different shit.
2: hell yeah hell yeah um a lot on the business side and just like just being careful of of who i work with uh, the type of people that i need um in my circle in order to be successful um i learned how to like manage money a lot better you know budget finances (laughs) um I learned how to—I uh, mean, a lot of personal growth shit, you know, like getting over like a lot of past traumas and everything like that. Um, coming, coming to terms with myself, I, I think fully loving myself and accepting myself, you know, for for who I am. Um, and then also, like on the music side, just uh, like manipulating my voice because, cause, like in the in the album, you know, like like the song "No Love," for instance, that's me all the way through, but. <laughs> It sounds like when I show it people the first time, they're like, "Bro, who is this?" And like, <laughs> like, like, like the homies was like, "That's not you," you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, "Yeah, no, no, that's that's really me." Just like manipulating my voice. So I think during this quarantine, um, you know, took it to the next level. So like these, these, these next batch of songs are gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be there crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are people recording music videos at all right now, or is that like not even yeah. a
2: thing? Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. People, yeah. I just shot two. Uh, two videos I shot um, one with the uh, with, with one of my bros I want to say like two weeks ago and then another one like that same week so mm. so yeah yeah people are doing a lot it's just like you gotta you really gotta reach out to people now now's the perfect time to reach out you know because like everyone's just sitting people need something to do people want something to do people want money mm. in their pockets. so like make shit shape, you know yeah so. for sure yeah.
1: Well, Bobby Brooks, what is some advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers?
2: Um, be, be yourself. Uh, and and I know that's cliche, but like entirely be yourself and figure out a way if you want to do what you want to do for a living, whatever you love doing, figure out how to monetize it, you know, figure out how to make make money off of it because you can make money off of anything, bro. Girls are doing OnlyFans. fans. You can make money doing anything. You know what I
3: mean? It's so <laughs> so true.
2: like yeah. Um and, and just push, man. It's all about who you know. Like like it's it, it's about skill too. It's about talent. It's about, you know, your drive and work ethic and everything, but it's about who you know. So like put in the groundwork, go to different meetings, reach out to people on social media, um and just keep just keep moving. Keep the feet moving. Mm-hmm.
1: and what's the easiest what's the easiest way for people to reach you
2: um instagram uh reach out for my Insta, instagram at King brooks Baby. um yeah yeah reach out for it's too late because you know mm-hmm. he's blowing up soon so. <laughs> yeah. and anything you want to promote um yeah my newest album that's out um soul tapes out on all platforms uh videos coming out so subscribe to the youtube channel bobby brooks um Got like little clips on there and stuff like that. So, yeah, get at me. Dope.
1: Well, uh, this is the NAS podcast with?
2: Bobby Brooks, a.k.a. King Brooks. There we go.